This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. If you decided to visit your child's school one day, dropping in unexpectedly to watch as your child learned from this person that you trust your child with for the major portion of his or her day, you would have certain expectations for this teacher. You would not want someone that's harsh and bitter with your child. Even if you saw this teacher screaming at another child, you would be utterly shocked. In fact, if you found that this teacher had a uncontrollable habit of raising their voice, you'd probably take your child out of the school and find a different teacher. And as a child of God, it's very strange that we find so many that are under the influence of William Branham that just scream at God's children. They're mimicking these these characteristics of these charismatic preachers, and they're raising their voices to capture the emotions of of the congregation their children. And like school children, the mental state of the children in the congregation, they become alert and they're listening to the screaming preacher, just as the school child in these examples. The problem is that if the preacher strays from the word, from the scripture, the congregation will still be influenced. And that is not the way that Paul spoke. Paul was very humble and calm. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2, he says that he did not raise his voice as others did in the pagan worship of his day. He says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty, with elevated speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, charismatic preachers are nothing more than cheap magicians. Using a sleight-of-hand technique, they scream at you and they direct your focus while other ideas are slipped into their teachings. Many speak to the power that should be in the ministry, applying the word power to whatever spiritual gift that they focus on. For some, it's speaking in tongues. For others, it's healing, some prophecy, Whatever spiritual gift, the the list goes on and on. 
Paul says that without love, these screaming men are nothing more than crashing symbols. You see, Paul's power was not in healing or gifts. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 that his power was instead in the Word of God. He says, And I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message... Let's read this again. In my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of power, so that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The power is in the word. The power is not in these gifts. When you read the entire chapter in context, rather than snipping out a single verse, it's evident that Paul is returning, re referring to the power that's in the gospel of Jesus Christ, not powers that are likened to that of a sorcerer. The very first verse of this chapter is about the testimony of Christ crucified, not what Paul could do or what he had accomplished. He said, the testimony of Christ crucified. He continues on talking about the message that he gave, not the gifts received. He says, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, what no eye hath seen, what nor what ear hath heard, the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Paul did discuss great spiritual things with the elders. But it was not hidden mysteries that were, fun, that were just for some elite group of people. Paul discussed the mystery that was Christ crucified. Now, the false teaching of William Branham is under fire, and certain screaming ministers are telling their congregations not to study the scriptures for themselves. Think about that. This is a direct disagreement with the Apostle Paul. Paul says, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything. Let me repeat that. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for the Spirit of the person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit from God. We have received the one that does the searching. He says that we might understand the things freely given to us by God, not hidden mystery, freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. If we truly have the Holy Spirit in our lives, that Holy Spirit does not blindly accept words of screaming preachers. 
just because they're subduing us with their emotional bindings. Paul says that the Spirit searches everything. He says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things. Let me repeat that also. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? We have the mind of Christ. Let me repeat that last part of that verse. Paul says, but we have the mind of Christ. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, are we letting screaming preachers bind the Holy Spirit within us, keeping it from searching everything? Paul tells us the Holy Spirit within us searches everything. Are we letting their lofty voices drive us into submission, bottling up the Holy Spirit within us? Is God outside of the church watching? Is His children are being taught by some screaming preacher? Is he begging someone else to come in and please take over these are my children? Or has God already left, moving on to other churches that teach Christ crucified instead of false prophecy? Did the teaching end in 1965 whenever a false prophet died? We'll let you decide.